from the Student Ministry Center in the heart of Trucksville, Pennsylvania, it's Apex Tonight with Pastor Chris. We have Kiefer and Haley here because, if you didn't hear that earlier, because they went on the Philly Dream Center mission trip with us. And uh, we're going to have pins, which is exciting. But we also had a really great time. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that trip. And, and my goal is to show you how cool a mission trip can be and that it's important. You know, that kind of stuff is important. So first of all, let's start at the beginning. What made you, Kiefer, what made you want to go on the mission trip? Uh, I feel like I wanted to go because I wanted to spend a lot of time devoting uh, to God and to help other people. Yeah, that's great. Haley, what made you want to go? Well, um, I wanted to go because, one, I'm, all my friends were going, and I was like, yay. <laughs> and also, I you kept telling me like it was a great opportunity to serve, and I didn't really knew what th- know what that meant. Hmm. So I just wanted to go to like see what it was. Yeah, yeah. So now that you did experience it, what did I mean in your in your the way you process it? What if I said this is a good opportunity to serve? What does that mean to you now? Like serving people, like the way God would. Yeah, the way Jesus did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. So, um, what were some of your favorite parts of the trip, Kiefer? What did you? What were some of the favorite things you experienced? Um, definitely, um, working in the food truck and cleaning up the park and just talking to a bunch of people. Yeah, let's slow down. What did the food truck? Say more about it. What What did you do in the food truck, and what was that like? You might have to jiggle your cable a little bit. Probably the connection there at the bottom. Uh, uh, we cooked a bunch of hot dogs and gave them to homeless people and people in need. Yeah. What else? There was like we distributed food like every day, right? So what yeah. were some of the other food things we did? Um. Oh, we had like a cold truck and with mm-hmm. a bunch of like vegetables and fruits and stuff. Things of that nature. Yeah. So one day so one day we bagged lunches for, like, kids, right? I think the first day we got there, we bagged lunches for kids. Uh, and then we also we got this giant truck full of food, and we just bagged it up, parked on our street corner, and gave it out D- just all day, just hours. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, when we did, we were able to give it all out. Um, that I wanted to say about that that fridge that refrigerated truck is a speed the light vehicle that they have at, at Philly Dream Center. So speed the light, you know, we talk about that a lot. Missionary organization, um, our our giving people, you know, students all over the country give towards speed the light, and speed the light was able to buy the Philly Dream Center a refrigerated truck so that they can hand out food um, every day. Just about they're handing out food. It was quite hot. <laughs> <laughs> it was very, very hot. So uh, what were some of your favorite things, some of your favorite parts? My favorite thing was the children. Yeah, when yeah. we did, like, the face paint and stuff, I was the face painter, and so was Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you. Shout out. You saved me. That's but true. But there was this little girl, and she literally asked for a butterfly every time, and I was like, I'll, tr- I'll do a butterfly for you. She was so cute. And, um, <laughs> also Mariposa. Yes. Yeah, we learned a lot of Spanish. And then... My other favorite part was like connecting with like other youth groups and stuff, mm-hmm. and then like sharing our experiences at the end of the day with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very good. At the end of every day, we kind of gathered together and you know just said, "What did you see? What did you learn? What's God saying?" Um, it was very, very good. Um, it, some of you may live in community. I, I don't think so, but some of you may live in communities that um, that are that just don't speak English regularly, and and that's something that. I had not really been exposed to a lot of, um, but we went to a park where we were like knocking on doors, inviting kids to this kids ministry. Um, but a lot of the parents 
either didn't speak English or didn't speak it well enough. They would send a kid to answer the door um, because they knew that we weren't going to speak English or that, you know, I was going to speak English and they didn't. Um, and so it was a weird barrier that, like, you just don't, you don't anticipate that kind of barrier here, you know. And uh, so there's some kids. A lot of those kids are bilingual, so they speak English and Spanish. Um, what else? What was the most surprising thing? So some of your favorite things we talked about. What was the most surprising thing to you? I talked about one just now. What do you got? Yeah. Um, you want me to start with Haley this time? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so one of the most surprising things was I didn't know that there is a lot of, like, drugs going on down in Philly and, like, all, like, the... Just the area was very, like, l like down on the lower scale, and I didn't really expect that. I thought we were just going to Philly to, like, you know, give food to, like, a different area. I didn't know mm -hmm. that, like, it was going to be as bad as it was. Yeah. And that was very surprising for me, and it literally hurt my heart seeing all those people like that. Yeah. And that was, like, so surprising for me. And, like, the first day, I was, like, so shocked. Like, I was, like, crying. I was, like... <laughs> can't do this yeah. and like it was just what did you see that would be like different from like you know walking through the street of, of Pittston so what did you what were the things that you saw that that showed you there was a drug problem in the city the houses were like not houses that you would see if you were like driving down even Carverton Road it was poverty and like yeah. like the park was like full of like trash and like needles and um just people laying on the ground, sleeping, passed out, all of anything that you could think of, it was probably there. That was like the main reason I was like, um, okay, yeah. this is new. Mm -hmm. Like I just, I was just shocked about how like bad it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's why I asked that question is because you, you can say I was surprised by the drug use, but like it's so surprising that what does that even mean? You know, like you, we saw people like very, very high in the middle of the day, mm -hmm. you know, they were, you know, giving drugs to each other. It, like, there are, like, little um, orange caps from needles, like, all over the park. It was really, really surprising. Kiefer, what did you find that, uh, surprising on the trip? Um, a lot of things she said, like, I didn't know it was that bad. I knew there was drugs in Philadelphia. Sure. But I didn't know it was, like, that bad that people were just so lost from God. Yeah, yeah. Really hit my heart. Yeah. Like, when we think about it, like, I would have imagined that there were drugs there in the same way that there are drugs everywhere, you know? Just more people hiding drugs. But, like, that's really the difference is nobody's hiding. <laughs> you know, like, it's just so commonplace there. Um, and like you said, that is connected to, like, a hopelessness. And I don't want to say, like, um, any person struggling with drugs is not a Christian because I think that that happens. But there is a correlation, you know, between, you know, poverty and drug use and, you know, just a, a feeling of hopelessness, right? Like, oftentimes it's generational. My family lives here. Like, my parents lived here. Their parents lived here. Now I live here. They all did drugs. I do that too, you know. Um, there's, like, this this trap of uh, poverty and drug use and just hopelessness is the word I keep coming back to. That's good. So uh, the question that we always use at Apex tonight is, what is God saying to you right now? So we are, the right now part, we're kind of shelving a little bit. What was God, Haley, what was God saying to you on the trip? What are some of the things that you took okay, away? So I actually pulled out some receipts for this one. Good, good. <laughs> so um, after, I think it was like the first or second day, and everybody was kind of like getting adjusted to like the whole situation that we were in, like seeing all that stuff, because it could be really hard on somebody Absolutely. that has never even seen that before. And um, I think Jess, 
mm-hmm. was the mm-hmm. one she was like, if God's speaking to you, like, just let us know. We would love to hear it. And literally, as she was speaking, I th- actually, I think it was during worship, but it was, like, right after that. Like, I heard, I don't know if it was a voice, but literally, Jeremiah fifteen sixteen came to my mind. And she was talking about, like, how if God tells you something, say it. Or, like, if some, if you're, like, feel the need to speak something to somebody, say it. And the verse was, your, when your words came, I ate them. You were my joy and my heart's delight, for I bear your name, Lord God Almighty. And I was like, whoa. I've never read that book before. And I was like, mm-hmm. this is kind of crazy. So, like, I was like, God, take the lead. Yeah, and I, yeah. I was just like, that's crazy. And I was, like, really surprised. And That's good. Yeah. Keep her. I forgot the question. <laughs> That's all right. What was what did God say to you on the trip? Um, and and let me clarify, because because Haley has a story that is, you know, just shy of the voice of God. You know, that doesn't we don't always mean what is God saying words to you. I mean that happens to some people never. You know, I know lots of people that have never heard God in that way. But you know, you can feel God guiding you a certain way, teaching you a certain lesson, changing you in a certain way. So I just wanted to clarify for the question. Yeah, I definitely got this feeling that I just need to help as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. Like even if I'm hot or if I'm tired. Yeah. Right. Um, I just wanted to like push my limits mm-hmm. just to help as many people as possible in the short we we were there. Yeah. Um there I, there's a it's not exactly the same thing, but I see a correlation to like Pastor Linda and the way that she like reached out into where you live. Um, I don't want to think about what life would be like if she hadn't, <laughs> but like that—that's a big deal, you know. Like she, she went out in in the same way that you just said. You know, I just want to help as many people as I can. I think that's the way she feels mm-hmm. as well. And she's like, you know, I I just want to let as many people as I can know about Jesus, and uh, and and you are some of the fruit of that. So to, to think you also get to do that, like you got to go to Philly and, and tell people about Jesus and show people the love of Jesus, um, that's a big deal. How are you different, Haley, because of the trip that you went on? What was different about Haley? So, um, I mean, I've always been a little bit of sensitive to like, um, like just people and their feelings, but after the trip, like I just took such a more deeper look into it, like seeing that like, anybody like their backstory of how that happened it could be like a broken home or like a divorce or they lost their child like anything and that it went that bad and that's how I look at people like say from my school like they're acting out I'm like something's probably going on at home and if everybody's being mean to them why would I be mean to them they're probably hurting so that's how I've changed like I just don't want anybody to get that bad, so I just be their friend and like try to bring them here. That's good. That's <laughs> good. Yeah, <laughs> I like the way that you know you're you're different because of that, and that applies to your life now. That's a good point, Kiki. What? Sorry, I'll repeat the question. What is different about Kiefer since the trip? What? Why are you different? Um. Well, I constantly think about everyone that was there, and um. I just really hope it doesn't happen in my community because I do live in a poor community and n- people tend to not look at God and look towards other thing to help things to help themselves. Sure. Um, so I just want to continue serving as much as I could. That's good. Uh, you said something about people that, and I don't know if you're going here, but it made me think about it. The people we met on the trip. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's something to be said. Um, when you go on a mission trip like that, like you make bonds that are like forever, you know? Uh, and, and that doesn't mean like you're going to talk every day, but like there are some people that I went to Northern Ireland when I was in college and like I could pick up with any of those people and like, you know, we have that. We just, um, they say uh, you form bonds when you sweat together and when you get wet together. So like when you're working, we sweat together, huh? Yes. It was tough. <laughs> um, and I don't know, remember if it rained on us at all. Did it rain on us? I don't recall, but it did in Ireland. <laughs> it rained a lot in Ireland. So like when you sweat together, when you get wet together, like it just like forms people together. Um, and so Pastor Mike, Pastor Joe was just here last week and he was one that we met on the trip, well, that you guys met on the trip. Yeah. And uh, he's a, a close friend. And, and just spending that time together just like really unites people. Um, Freddie and Rebecca were with us. Sam was with us. Um, hmm? Freddie? Mm-hmm. What did I say? I said Freddie and Rebecca. But you said Rebecca. It doesn't matter. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I was afraid. Afraid that I. I was, then I was afraid I mispronounced Freddie's name. What's up, friend? So, um, that's all. Is he even here? Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> I thought so, but then I was like, I know I saw Rebecca, but I don't know if I saw Freddie. Hey guys. Um, so things things happen when you work together. Like you get you get close. That's my whole point. I took forever to say it. So, um, one of my points is like I want everyone in this room to be like I want to do that. I want to experience that. So Haley, what? Would you just say to, what would you say to someone that's considering going on a mission trip? Besides, I, do it. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I honestly, like, if they're scared about, like, not, like, knowing how to serve God, I'd be like, just go make some friends, you know, see how it is. Because, like, so it, sometimes it's probably not going to be as severe as it was at the Philly Dream Center. But it was fun to, like, connect with people, not even just with the group. Like, it was fun just getting out and, like, serving God. And, like, honestly, my first trip was, <laughs> I was scared, okay? My first day I was terrified. But, like, once you step out of your comfort zone and realize that you're not doing this for you, you're doing it for God, it'll, it'll make you feel so much better. And, like, you'll just, just do it. Like, there's nothing to be afraid of because you're doing it for God. And unless you're getting that from any other source, then you should probably be worried. But if not, <laughs> you're good. It's pretty fun, actually. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. That's good. I think that, that applies to a lot of people in the room. And not just mission trip, but like Jesus things. Like, it's, it's scary. It is scary. It's absolutely scary. But when you do it, it's like, I wish I would have not hesitated as much as I did, you know? Like, he's got you through it. Kifi. <laughs> Kiefer, what would you say to someone? I said it wrong the same way I said it wrong the first time. What right. would you say to someone who is considering going on a mission trip? Um, I would just say do it. <laughs> and <laughs> um, um, I would say um, it depends what kind of thing it is, but um, it's a lot of work if you go on a missions trip, um, but it feels really good after. And you have a lot of fun at... I don't know if Kalahari is the same thing as Fearless or the other sort thing of, we went to. Sort of, yeah. But it's a lot of worshiping, and it's pretty fun. Yeah, and we did that in Philly too, right? Some every would day. say bussin'. Some would say <laughs> bussin'. We, we worshiped every day. We had a church service. Very, very good. Um, thanks, guys. Would you give it up for my friends, Kiefer and Harry? You guys can go back to your seats. Um, I'll take that for you. I'm going to step out while the, while the stage gets transitioned to, um, into worship. I'm going to step out a little bit. Um, <clears throat> so we talked just a few weeks ago, we talked about this verse in Matthew, about how making disciples. 
And I just wanted to bring it up because we just recently talked about it and how, like, this is a part of that, to go and make disciples. So Jesus is talking to his disciples, and um, he said, go and tell people about me. One of the things he said was, um, go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And, and if you didn't know, my, my hand motions were intentional there, right? They're in Jerusalem. So he says, go to Jerusalem and Judea, which was like the region. And he says, Samaria, which is like a surrounding region and to the ends of the earth. So he's like giving them this like expanding circle. So he's saying, start where you are, start what you do it right now, wherever you are, do making disciples, do missions, do this thing here and now, but also take this message with you everywhere. So like, that's a part of missions. That's why we, we fund missionaries all over the world. That's why we support Speed the Light. That's why we, you know, take a mission trip just because we are being called to go. Jesus called us to go. One more verse I wanted to, to highlight before the band gets out here um, is in James. And <clears throat> we pay very close attention to James. Can anyone tell me why? I say this a lot, so that's why I'm, I'm wondering if anyone remembers. We pay close attention to James because he is the brother of Jesus. And I have brothers. And for you to convince me that one of my brothers was the Messiah of the world, it would have to be true. <laughs> he would have to do a lot to convince me. And James was convinced that his brother, Jesus, was the Messiah. And so um, James gave, he was speaking to, you know, <clears throat> he was writing a letter to Christians and he said, real religion, real life devoted to Jesus is this. Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans and widows in their distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. Two things. I think the last one we get, refusing to let the world corrupt you, I think we get that. Stay, you know, stay righteous. Obey God's commands. Don't let the world overtake you. That, I, think, I think that's pretty regular. The other one, I think, is the one that we, we miss sometimes. To take care of the widows and the orphans. Um, I summarize that because the widows and the orphans at this time period were the most rejected in, in all of society. They were the people that were most ignored. They were the most, like, there was no one to care for them. So they often just died. They, there was just no one to care for them. And Jesus said, the role of somebody following Jesus is to reach out to these people. And so this is how I say it. True religion is reaching out to the rejected. So, so if orphans and widows were rejected in that community, in that, in that time, who are the rejected people in our community, in our time? The rejected people, and there's a million things, like the bullied people in your school, I think, count. You know, homeless people in our communities, um, people with drug problems, people with, they're, they're, there's endless people in this category. True religion, true following Jesus is reaching out to these people. That's why we do missions. That's why we let Jesus impact the way we talk to people at school. Because true religion, a, a life truly transformed by Jesus, reaches out to the rejected. Jesus, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for this conversation. Uh, thank you for opportunities to, to take your message into the world, God. When we, when we were in Philly, we got to help ask and invite. We got to help people meet their physical needs by passing out tons, literal metric tons of food. We were able to ask people about their spiritual experience. What does God mean to you? Can we pray for you? And invite them into the story of Jesus. Invite them into church 
services at the Philly Dream Center to spiritual conversations. We were able to do your work in Philly. We were able to reach out to the reject, and we thank you for that opportunity. God, and I pray for every person in this room that if they ever have that opportunity, that they would jump at it, see it as a priority. So God, I thank you so much for the people in this room and for what you are going to do for them. Remind us, let us live by the truth that true religion is reaching out to the rejected. We love you. We praise you in your precious name we pray. Amen.